Hey, everybody, I want to thank you for taking the time to come in and listen to, to this podcast. Once again, as always, I always appreciate your support. And I know and I, and I am thankful for all the feedback that I get about how um, useful some of this content can be for you, especially if you're a student or a young professional. And today, uh, I hope that uh, you bear with me um, going into this week. I'm sure for a lot of you, it's been a very weird time. I say a weird, man, I always struggle sometimes with words and I, and I wish I was a little bit more, uh, graceful with some of my words, maybe better uh, with some of the things that, uh, that I say, uh, because sometimes I say things and it just doesn't feel like it's the appropriate and weird is certainly not the word. Devastating, confusing is probably a better choice of words, uh, to, to talk about this topic. And, and you can probably guess that, uh, I would be remiss if I, if, if I didn't take some time to at least, uh, talk about, uh, what's transpired in the last week. And of course, I'm talking about all the aftermath. Uh, of the of the unfortunate wrong uh, death of uh, George Floyd and I, and the reason that I chose to do this first and foremost those folks that I follow on on social media and I'm not talking about celebrities or the news people I'm talking of uh, uh, people like uh, uh, the friends of mine and I won't call them all out but uh, certainly you know who you are uh, Fernando and Brianne they have their own uh, podcast too but they were posting about you know sitting down and recording an episode of how they felt if and and Brianne had posted a few videos around how she was feeling and, and just confusion not necessarily offering solutions but just expressing where she was at uh, plenty of people in the ship community plenty of people from Nesby's chapters are all in some way, shape, or form, expressing where they are. And it would just feel a little wrong for me to to um, post just another episode. And maybe that's what some of you were looking for, a way to, 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 to get out and, and, and to and and not to have to, to to talk about certain things. But I'll tell you why ultimately why I decided to at least record a few of my thoughts as to where I'm at with the whole thing. So I've talked to folks about why I do this podcast. And, and yes, it comes from a place of wanting to share uh, my, my advice in an area that I know a lot about, right? And I'm not trying to brag, but when it comes to recruiting and writing resumes and getting noticed and getting internships and being uh, impactful during an internship and how to get the most out of an internship and, and get to know the group and, and make sure you understand what skills you're getting, uh, out of that internship and, you know, eventually turn it into a full-time opportunity and, and, and what to do in your first few days as a full, full on young professional. And, and I can, I can talk about those things a lot and with a lot of confidence because I know a ton about it. And throughout that, I share my experience in the oil and gas. And I can tell you, if you wanted to sit down and for an hour talk about how the market collapsed during COVID-19 and why it did that, I could sit there and have a long, exhaustive discussion because I just know a good bit about that particular uh, subject matter. And because I spent a great amount of time studying it, researching it, and hey, it's part of what my job is. And I love using this platform to help fill the gaps for students and young professional alike in these areas, right? If I could also, at times you'll hear me talk about my experience as a parent, as a, as a, as a Latino, as a, as a, I said, parent, but like father of three, one going into high school, one that's in high school about to graduate, going into college, a middle schooler and a young kid, but things of marriage, like I can talk about those things because I have a, a lot 
of understanding and experience in those in those areas. But underlying just underlying all of this, I guess, is what I wanted to say. And, and yes, the, the fact that I have some useful information to share, aside from that, a reason that I do this uh, the podcast is because it's an outlet for me. It's an outlet to it's fun. It feels good to put some of this information out and to have listeners uh, listen to it. <laughs> Folks like yourself use it, think about it and even spark different conversations. I get plenty of feedback that says, hey, this was useful and I like that. Right. So when I compare this to my normal day to day activities, all of the things that I just talked about, they don't come without a price. They come with their own inherent stress. And so this podcast is an outlet, is a way to to decompress. It's fun. It's entertaining for me. I enjoy putting together the conversations, listening to the stories of people that I interview. And so I will again, it would be wrong for me, not necessarily wrong. Um, as I was thinking about what to put out this week, uh, I could not deny the fact that the all that's transpired in the last week has definitely been on my mind. And so as I was approaching this and as I was seeing other people post their feelings and I was seeing other folks post their opinions or, or just start, you know, interacting with the conversation, I said, hey, you know what? This feels like the right thing to do. So here I am. Um, as I was thinking about this and, and, and the reason that I kind of went kind of on a tangent there and started talking about the confidence that I get in areas that I understand and that I and that I can be on the shadow of a doubt in many occasions talking facts. I, I, I build confidence in that and I like hanging out in those spaces and one could argue, hey, it's just comfortable and it's scary to otherwise. But when it comes to the whole discussion about uh, race, it can get a little uncomfortable. You say, well, wait a minute, you're a Latino. Don't you know what racism is? Haven't you experienced it? It affects you too. And, and I've had this kind of conversations with folks, but certainly on the one-on-one, -on -one, but I also know that uh, I don't have all of the facts, all of the figures, all of the numbers, all of the, st the, st the, the statistics. And so even now, as I've been watching news and stuff, and, and when I watch art, like read articles or watch commentary, uh, I, I, I am hungry for, for the facts and the information. But even in the absence of all the facts, uh, it's what it doesn't take a genius. It doesn't take um, any kind of scientific methodology or investigation to understand that the events that happened in Minneapolis with the George Floyd and these four officers um, was just ridiculous. It was uh, ugly. It was full of hate and uh, flat out murder. And I will admit that when I saw it and when I started to see the details unfold, um, I knew that we were going to be headed into another round of protests and selfishly, and I'm just admitting this, right? I was like, oh, here we go again. Like, man, we just got beat up by a COVID. Um, things are starting to get uh, back to normal. And it was like one thing after another. And here we are again. Um, as far as the protests are concerned, um, I've been exchanging some 
notes with friends, I am with friends, right? And some of them that have been on the show about, hey, just what's going on in our own um, backyards, right? I got friends that, uh, a friend that lives in LA uh, and another friend that's living here in Houston and, and just seeing, uh, again, postings of folks that are that uh, are posting from all across the country, right? With riots. I even saw a, a, um, an article today that there's even protests out in, in, in London. Uh, so this stuff has gotten international. Um, I myself have never been in a protest, so I don't have any um, experience with that. But I can definitely understand how folks are upset. I'll admit my initial response is uh, I, I don't think that the violence is the answer. Um, but then I also hear the sentiments of people are upset, people are angry, people are uh, tired. People are stressed and they want to be heard. So I can, it's like I can see both sides. And again, I'm not going to sit here and say that my intent here is to offer any kind of solutions or anything, just talk about where my head's at. And I want to, I want to share this clip that I saw. And this was a uh, activist in, in Minnesota that uh, this young lady, first of all, um, the pain is real and the frustration is real. And I couldn't, one of my first reactions, and this is just something that I do when I hear somebody speak, I was like, man, she's a great speaker. So uh, I couldn't find much information on this young lady. And hopefully if I do find out some more, uh, I'll post it. But this is just, uh, again, I'm not saying that I uh, agree with everything that she says, but it's a good uh, illustration of just uh, what some of the mindset out there might be why buildings are burning is because this city, this state would prefer preserving that white nationalism and that white supremacist mindset over arresting, charging and helping to convict mm -hmm, mm -hmm. four officers who killed the black man. Mm -hmm, right, right. That is the reality of what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. This is not just a few cops doing things across the country. This is not a good cop versus bad cop situation. This is Ahmaud Arbery being shot down by white men on the streets of Georgia. Breonna Taylor being killed in her home. This is in New York City where we were until freedom. We were just in New York fighting the police officers who in the name of social distancing were damn near killing black young people on our streets. Mm -hmm. This is a coordinated activity happening right. across this nation. Mm -hmm. And so we are in a state of emergency. Mm -hmm. Black people are dying mm -hmm. in a state of emergency. We cannot look at this as an isolated incident. The reason why buildings are burning are not just for our brother, George Floyd. We're, they're burning down because people here in Minnesota are saying to people in New York, to people in California, to people in Memphis, to people all across this nation, enough is enough. Yeah. And we are not responsible for the mental illness that has been inflicted upon our people by the American government, institutions, and those people who are in positions of power. I don't give a damn if they burn down Target. Because Target should be on the streets with us calling for the justice that our yeah. people deserve. Talk about it, Where was AutoZone at the time when Philando Castile was shot in a car, which is what they actually represent? Mm. Where were they? 
So if you are not coming to the people's defense, then don't challenge us when young people and other people who are frustrated and instigated by the people you pay, you are paying instigators to be among our people out there throwing rocks, breaking windows, and burning down buildings. And so young people are responding to that. They are enraged, and there's an easy way to stop it. Arrest the cops. Charge the cops. Charge all the cops. Not just some of them, not just here in Minneapolis. Charge them in every city across America where our people are being murdered. Charge them everywhere. That's the bottom line. Charge the cops. Do your job. Do what you say this country is supposed to be about the land of the free for all. It has not been free for black people and we are tired. Don't talk to us about looting. Y'all are the looters. America has looted black people. America looted the Native Americans when they first came here. So looting is what you do. We learned it from you. We learned violence from you. We learned violence from you. The violence was what we learned from you. So if you want us to do better, then damn it, you do better. What I appreciated about this video was the fact that it showed and it explained in a very articulate way just the feelings behind the frustration and why uh, folks were, were, were lashing out, right, or were responding in violence and in looting. And, and in ways that uh, are not seen as lawful. Uh, but uh, again, like, as I said before, the, 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 the paint is real. One part that has made me sick or that I, that I find just uh, nasty about this entire thing has been this whole concept of the instigators. And, and there's plenty of videos and you can go through TikTok or Facebook and you see people planting like I saw this one video where, you know, there's there, there's some folks out there that are now looking for these instigators and they're confronting them. But there was one. A couple of gentlemen, again, I don't remember the names, but they're filming out in the corner in front of a business. And there is right there sitting in the area with no construction, this random brand new pallet of bricks. And in other cases, I, I was seeing stories where uh, folks were um, bringing spray paint and again, just facilitating and antagonizing and 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 making uh you know, opening up the, 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 the and, and adding fuel to a very already volatile fire. And I think that is just disgusting and horrible. And if uh, look, and if your heart's convicted to protest and to, and to be out there, just understand that that element is out there and it's just it's causing more haze and more confusing in an already confusing situation. Right. Another video that I thought and, and, and I'm playing an excerpt here that I thought was just a, that kind of showed the other side of the coin was a video by uh, Killer Mike. He's a rapper out of uh, Atlanta um, and he had a very emotional uh, it's an eight minute video. I'm only going to play a couple of minutes of that clip, but it kind of shows what the, the other opposing view. Right. That is that that says, hey, you shouldn't be responding in this particular way. I didn't want to come. And I don't want to be here. I'm the son of an Atlanta City police officer. Um, my cousin is an Atlanta City police officer. And my other cousin, East Point police officer. And I got a lot of love and respect for police officers down to the original eight police officers in Atlanta that even after becoming police had to dress in a YMCA because white officers didn't want to get dressed with niggers. And here we are 80 years later, 
I watched a white officer assassinate a black man. And I know that tore your heart out. And I know it's crippling. And I have nothing positive to say in this moment because I don't want to be here. But I'm responsible to be here because it wasn't just Dr. King and people dressed nicely who marched and protested to progress this city and so many other cities. It was people like my grandmother, people like my aunts and uncles who were members of SCLC and NAACP, and in particular, Reverend James Orange, Mrs. Alice Johnson, and Reverend Love, who we just lost last year. So I'm duty-bound to be here to simply say that it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable, chiefs and deputy chiefs. Atlanta is not perfect, but we're a lot better than we ever were, and we're a lot better than cities are. I'm mad as hell. I woke up wanting to see the world burn down yesterday because I'm tired of seeing black men die. He casually put his knee on a human being's neck for nine minutes as he died like a zebra in the clutch of a lion's jaw. And we watch it like murder porn over and over again. So that's why children are burning to the ground. They don't know what else to do. And it is the responsibility of us to make this better right now. We don't want to see one officer charged. We want to see four officers prosecuted and sentenced. We don't want to see targets burning. We want to see the system that sets up for systemic racism burnt to the ground. And as I sit here in Georgia, home of Stevens, Georgia, former vice president of the Confederacy, white man said that law, fundamental law stated that whites were naturally the superior race and the Confederacy was built on a cornerstone. It's called a cornerstone speech. Look it up. The cornerstone speech that blacks would always be subordinate. That officer believed that speech because he killed that man like an animal. In this city, officers have done horrendous things and they have been prosecuted. This city's cut different. In this city, you can find over 50 restaurants owned by black women. I didn't say minority and I didn't say women of color. So after you burn down your own home, what do you have left but char and ash? CNN, Ted did a great thing. I love CNN, I love Cartoon Network, but I'd like to say to CNN right now, karma's a mother. Stop feeding fear and anger every day. Stop making people feel so fearful, give them hope. I'm glad they only took down a sign and defaced a building and they're not killing human beings like that policeman did. I'm glad that they only destroyed some brick and mortar and they didn't rip a father from a son. They didn't rip a, a son from a mother like the policeman did.
Now the video goes on for another eight minutes in which, uh, in which, in, you know, Killer Mike just pleads people to not resort to violence, but go change things by getting organized, by going to the polls and so on. But in, in both cases, and what struck me is in both cases, when they said, what do we want? They want the same thing. They want this thing to end. They want the system to change. And I don't think that that is something that is an unreasonable, um, ask. Again, so when I when I started this and thinking through, hey, what am I going to say or what do I want to do? Again, I'm I'm not saying here that I have it figured out. I look at both sides of this argument, and one thing that I am compelled to do is to find out more. Right, some of these statistics around the number of things that happen these are important. I don't want to initially just feed into all the numbers and and feed into the popular statistics. Like I'm curious to find out where one can find out uh, some of these numbers. And look, and I'm not saying, look, I'm not going to justify with numbers and pick a side, but it is important to me to understand that and not just react based on some uh, very well-spoken word or some uh, sentiment that uh, is just articulated in a very, in a very convincible way. I think on both sides, when I saw when they say, hey, these uh, young people or folks are acting in this way out of frustration. They don't know what else to do. But how this thing ends or changes, uh, I agree, has multiple uh, multiple faces. So I go back to where I started this whole conversation and, and what the purpose of the show is, is I have the student in mind. I have the young professional in mind. Right now, I we and I'm thinking of those students, uh, students in college, everything. The world is your oyster. You have this free time. You're in between semesters. You're seeing this. The college campuses are a beautiful place to to kind of voice your opinion and to get involved and to make a difference. I would just um, implore you to not forget what the uh, what your ultimate goal is and what you're trying to accomplish. And now I'm speaking specifically to those STEM majors. You're trying to make a difference by getting into these career fields and 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 you'd be surprised. Or don't be surprised and hear me like there's a lot of leverage in being um, successful in these type of of jobs in this in this career career fields. And so as you're out there doing what you do and getting involved and, and, and expressing that sadness that you have and as you're out there, you know, protesting, um, just think through uh, and I, I don't know how else to say, but don't do something that's going to jeopardize that end goal. Right. Don't find yourself on the other side uh, 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 being influenced by some boneheaded instigator, getting wrapped up in the emotions and making a bad decision that's going to affect you and what you're ultimately trying to accomplish. Don't throw it all out the window. Uh, get involved. Show your frustration. Um, get uh, do where your heart takes you. Use those talents, but not at the sacrifice of the ultimate uh, goal, because to me, that's where the change happens. Um and where you can change that uh, branch in your family tree, right? I think uh, in both of these sentiments that you heard, right, there's a, a sentiment that says, hey, this is all they know, right? This is all people know. They don't know what to do. And that just goes like when your parents and your grandparents and your aunts and your uncles and your cousins, everybody's living the same way and growing up the same. Sometimes things need to change in order to change the trajectory of that family tree. And to me, a career in a STEM field is a way to accomplish that. So get um, get educated, um, talk, and uh, don't forget about what your ultimate goals are. Again, I feel like I went out, get off on my soapbox today was not about offering solutions, but just kind of giving a piece of where my head's at. I look forward to your comments. If you do have a great 
sense uh, of resource to where one can educate themselves. Please share it. Please post it in the comments. In the meantime, I'll try and post information as I find it as well. Again, I thank you for putting up with this conversation and coming in here and listening to it as a whole. Um, there's a lot of great content down there. There's a lot of great speakers. There's a lot of uh, movements that are happening that I would implore you to go take a look at and start formulating your, the basis of your opinions and um, and the basis of your questions. Till next time, thanks for listening.